This is the Less Doing Podcast with your host, Ari Mysel. Learn how to optimize, automate, and outsource and be more effective at everything. Hey everybody, welcome to the Less Doing Podcast. This is Ari Mizell. There are lots of interesting studies that have come out the last few weeks uh, in, in various realms of health and productivity, and I, I love reading all of them, but then every now and then there's some that stick out that don't necessarily have to do with less doing specifically, but I think that they're generally interesting. So uh, a group of doctors or scientists in France did a study to determine the uh, basically the sexual attractiveness of male male individuals depending on their uh, accessories I guess is the way you could call it so essentially what they did was they had a person who had a, a guy who had been previously deemed as being physically attractive go up to women on the street and ask them for their number what they found and they did three tests they did one with no bags one with a gym bag and one with a guitar case now, if you'd like to guess which one did the best, you may be surprised, or maybe not. But basically, the guy with no bag got 14% uh, of the women to give him his number. The guy with the gym bag got 9% of the number. So he actually did worse than the guy than when he did it without the bag, which is kind of interesting, suggesting that there is a negative association with a guy who has either just come from the gym or generally likes to go to the gym. The guy with the guitar case got 31% numbers. So the suggestion from the study was that there is something physically attractive or sexually attractive about simply appearing to be a musician. Something to keep in mind when selecting an instrument for your child to learn at a young age. (laughs) So uh, in other news, uh, in less doing news, I started offering publicly this week a coaching program that I've been offering for quite a while now to some very specific clients, but basically, I think I was waiting for a name, maybe. So I'm calling it uh, Achievement Architecture Accountability Assessment. Uh, And very simply, what I do is on Monday, of whatever at the beginning of the week, I have a quick conversation or an email exchange, and we talk about the five things that you're going to get done this week. And we discuss a little bit about strategy for doing them, and maybe we tweak those goals a little bit. Then at the end of the week, we reconvene and we talk about what did you get done, and if you did get some of those goals done, how could they be done better in the future? And if you didn't achieve some of those goals, why was that? Was it because they were unrealistic goals, or you didn't plan properly, or you didn't know the right techniques, or whatever it might be? So it's a really cool coaching service, and it creates sort of a built-in accountability and very immediate and measurable results. So it's it's a new post that I just put up if you want more information, and I think it works very well for certain personalities. Uh, Then also, I started, I launched the pro site uh, for my less doing blog. So now there are certain posts where if you're not a member, you can see what the title is and sort of see a little blurb, but you can't access it unless you pay a, in my opinion, very small membership fee. Uh, and they're going to be things like uh, videos and demos of me doing things and, and sort of more in-depth stuff that I'm not going to be sharing with the, with the general public. 
the first video demo that I launched with uh, the most recent post was uh, a, a screencast of me processing my email, which is a request I've gotten from clients before. And I go through uh, something like 60 messages in about two minutes. So I definitely would recommend you guys check that out. And then I just want to leave you with something before we go to the interview today, but there is a, uh, a whole bunch of quotes that I found from uh, our friends over at Life Edited that are meant to inspire less. And one that struck me in particular was Pablo Picasso said that art is the elimination of the unnecessary. So what would that make the art of less doing? Anyway, today's interview is with a company called Sweet Process. And everyone should know how into processes I am and making them more efficient and better. And that's what this software is, or this web app is trying to help people do. So enjoy the interview. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking with Owen McGab and Nowell from Sweet Process, co-founder of Sweet Process. Thanks for, uh, for talking to us today. Hi, Owen. Thanks, Ari, for having me on the call. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, tell everybody what Sweet Process is. So basically, sweet process is, you know, whenever an entrepreneur is in that situation where, you know, they feel like they're the bottleneck and they have so many things that they need to delegate, but the problem is how do you clearly uh, make your teammates understand, you know, what needs to get done? Well, sweet process allows you to document procedures that show step-by-step how tasks that are repetitive in your business get done so that you can delegate to work to your teammates, and they know exactly what to do. Great. So now anybody who's who's been following podcasts or seen the blog knows that I'm really big on processes. You know, I, I think that we uh, people go through these, these different routines throughout the day or, you know, throughout the week that have to do with their personal life or their business, and a lot of times they just do them and they take them for granted. They don't ever take the time to stop and think about all the parts that go into it and how they might be able to optimize those. So. I, I really, really love what you're what you're offering here. So, but basically, you know, give a walkthrough of like how, how do you how do you how do you uh, you know draw out a process basically? Well, how do you draw out a procedure is what you're saying, right? Right. Okay. So the, the shortest way, uh, the shortcut that we came up with is basically as uh, the the person who is doing the work in the business, the quickest way to, to document procedures is to look at okay, what is currently the bottleneck of my time at the minute, uh, at this very moment. Because if you try to, you know, document everything at once, you're going to get overwhelmed. So the shortcut is to look at what you're doing on a daily basis and see what, what single recurring task happens to be the biggest bottleneck of my time. Once you know what that task is, the first thing to do is, okay, now you know exactly what to start with. You document step-by-step step how to get that task done using sweet process. And once you're done documenting that specific bottleneck, the biggest bottleneck using sweet process, then you delegate the work to your teammates. With the freed up time after doing the delegation part of the process, you now have the ability to look at, okay, what is the next biggest bottleneck of my time? So by following this thing of starting with the biggest bottleneck, you know, documenting it in sweet process and then delegating to someone on your team and then looking at, okay, what's the next bottleneck so you can uh, document it, it allows you to just basically eventually document everything in your business. So 
you know, you, you can, most people should probably be able to think of a process that they have to deal with on a regular basis, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, billing a client or paying your bill themselves or telling a, so telling someone how to post a, a new blog post on the company's blog, whatever it might be. Are you seeing any kind of, uh, really common processes that are, that are showing up among, you know, different users? And that's a great question because the reality is we have users from different spectrum of business. Some, some, some users are like savvy enough where they are now having blog, uh, you know, creating blog posts for their site, but some are not even at that stage yet. And so that's why we always say, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit difficult to say, put people into like buckets and say based on, oh, these are the trends of, of what they are documenting. But if, if they start on their own specifically, then focus on what that bottleneck is in their own business, it allows them to, you know, get, get started quickly and document based on their own real need. And once they have free time after documenting and delegating the work, they can use that free time to start thinking, okay, what is the next thing I have to you know, do in my business? It might be something they're not currently doing, but with that free time, they can really think about how next to take their business to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Now, so are you seeing people using this for kind of personal stuff too, you know, home processes? Like how, I mean, because I, I even talk to people about how they prepare, you know, family meals for the week and how they can kind of make those more, uh, you know, more optimized just by examining how they do it. So are you seeing any personal use for this too? Um, we, we're not even seeing personal use for sweet processes. And as a matter of fact, we, we, we try to just, you know, encourage mostly uh, business use because the, the way we look at it is that the ideal customer is, is twofold. There are two types of ideal customers for sweet processes. The person who initially is this bottleneck and no longer can do the work anymore needs to document procedures, and they're looking for a way to do that, so sweet process works for them. And then the second type of person is someone who is already – you know, they have a team in place, and they already have documented procedures in their business, but it just turns out that the tools they're using are, you know, enterprise tools are very complicated, and they want something that is easy for their teams to use. So in both of those scenarios, both of them are using the sweet process for business-related tasks. I mean, granted, people could use it for personal, but we don't see that happening. Mostly it's for uh, business-related tasks. Yeah, I figured that. I just I I thought it was worth asking. Uh, now, do you have any plans for, you know, from the data side of this, sort of, you know, amalgamating any of this this information and seeing if you can find ways that maybe you can suggest ways to make these processes more efficient or things like that. You know, because there's there's the obvious. I think there's an obvious tie-in for what you're offering and other services that help you delegate, such as you know virtual assistants or other things like that. So, do you have any mm -hmm. plans for that kind of stuff? Okay, let me see if I get the question correctly so I can answer it. Are you asking us if besides just the part where we're helping you document the procedures, if we're working on some way in which now once the procedures are documented, how the work can actually be delegated to somebody else, like kind of project management or workflow? Is, is that what you're asking me? I just want to make sure I have Yeah, well, it, it, would just, it would just seem to me that, you know, since you're – having the opportunity to observe many people's different business processes, that there may be some data that you can glean from that uh, about, you know, general suggestions and ways that those processes can be made more efficient. So one of the things that we we, we are working on right now, as in the, the idea is that, okay, once people start using, your teammates start using your procedures, they are going to see situations in which, if for instance, you have, five steps for a specific recurring task, but it turns out that your teammate now, someone is there is very proactive and says, hey, I don't need to do these things in 
five steps. Here are three steps that I could be able to handle this task and get it done quicker and even more efficiently. Well, the goal will be to have the, uh, um, the, the teammate uh, basically leave a comment and a suggestion for that very specific step that he thinks needs to be eliminated or improved upon, and that filters back to the owner of the account so that now your procedures become more of a living, breathing uh, document as opposed to just being static and nobody's using it. But by being, uh, being able to get that feedback from the users, you, the manager, can upgrade and improve your procedures over time. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's great. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, so what are, what are some of the future plans and some, you know, ways that you're going to be off, or new services or add-ons that you might be offering? So one of the things that we are currently discussing, and one of the things that we're doing at Sync Process is to make sure we build based on, you know, paying user feedback and also based on, in combination with the feed, the, the vision we have. So, uh, one of the things that we are trying to do is look into the situation, okay, should we take it past that layer of, uh, uh, you know, just documenting procedures. You know, if we ask the question, why is this person really trying to document procedures? You know, it, it goes way deeper than just, oh, because I want my teammates to know exactly what I want to do. The reality is that if you really dive into that question, most people want to replace themselves and know that real, uh, realistically that the work gets done exactly and also be able to track the fact that it gets done. So myself and my co-founders, we are, you know, evaluating that, uh, decisions, okay, do we go beyond just the uh, documenting of the procedures which we're currently solving and also get to the point where the tool now essentially helps people to literally replace themselves. So it, it goes beyond the procedures and goes into more of workflow management and managing the work uh, uh, with all um, the teammates. But this is something that we are talking about. We don't know if that's the next direction, but you know, the thing with software as a service products is, you know, they evolve based on user feedback, and we're open to suggestions. Yeah, and you mentioned something I wanted to actually touch on, which which I really like also that you offer, is that, uh, and I, I saw this in the demo, that people can check off as they go through the procedure, which is great because I've had this issue before where, you know, it, it's hard sometimes to describe the details of a task very well. Even if you, mm-hmm. you've gone through this many times, every task is different, right? So. Uh, and, it, and honestly, it's my opinion that if somebody follows your task description and they make a mistake, it's more likely your fault than theirs because you didn't mm-hmm. take it down in enough detail or you didn't provide enough. So I've had tasks that I thought were really good, and there were times when people just missed a step for some reason or another. So I love the idea that you have this sort of checkbox that people can go through as they go through the task because it's really important that people make that distinction between a to-do list, which is the things you have to do, and a checklist, which is how you do it. And whether it's a, you know, a commercial airline pilot or a heart surgeon, those people use checklists. No matter how many thousands of times they've done something, it's so that you make sure you don't miss any steps. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, people think it's a question of no, but, you know, human beings are doing work based on checklists. This is your resistance where they start saying, oh, it makes the work look monotonous or looks uh, boring. But the reality is, no, it actually helps to foster uh, creativity in the sense that now the person you hire who's doing the work, they have a starting point from where they can start from. And they use the checklist, the procedures that we've created with using sweet process to know exactly what needs to get done. And one of the things I tell my users is that you want to also empower 
your uh, workers so that they can take ownership of the fact that, okay, now is your opportunity where you, you have the starting point, but you have the opportunity to help us improve the procedures because we know that it's supposed to be an ongoing living, breathing product that doesn't stay stagnant. So one of the things I suggest to you is, you know, if your teammates come back and tell you better ways to get stuff done based on the fact that, you know, they're suggesting new steps, so, you know, incentivize them. Some people can be incentivized by you giving them a bonus, but some people might be incentivized by them being recognized in the team as, hey, this is the people who, you know, are helping us build the business. So whatever incentivizes your teammates, it helps to include that so that it can help you improve your procedures over time. Yeah, so I I, I love it. And I, and I and I've played around with it, and I really, really recommend people try it out uh, as a method of really breaking down and sharing and delegating their processes. So the the last question that I always like to ask people on um, this podcast is what are the top three things that you do personally to make yourself as effective as possible? Well, one of the first things I do a lot is, you know, if I find that there's something that I tend to be, uh, in, in my team, I tend to be, like, dependent on a lot because if, it does, if, if, if I don't get my input back to them, it doesn't get done, then I know that's, just like, you know, one of the bottlenecks I need to figure out how to replace myself. You know, so that's uh, the, the first thing. The second thing is once I figure out, you know, what I need to replace myself on, the question is how do I go about documenting, uh, you know, the, the procedure to get it done. It is, to be honest, it is going to be painful because, you know, you might say, why why, why document it? Why not I just do it myself? But at the end of the day, I have you know, trained myself or tricked myself to understand that it's, it's, it's not spending time doing something. It's actually an investment because if I were to do the work on an ongoing basis, say, 10 hours every week. But if I invest about maybe two hours or less to really document the entire procedure, that frees me up from having to do the work 10, or, you know, 10 hours every week. So, flip, you know, trick your mind into believing that, you know, when it comes to uh, removing yourself from uh, being a bottleneck, trick your mind into the understanding that it's actually an investment. Any upfront time you invest to create procedures to replace yourself, it's an investment that pays off over the long term. Great. Those are really, really good tips. Thank you for sharing those. So uh, just at the end here, why don't you tell everybody the, the URL for Sweet Process? So the URL is sweetprocess.com, like sweet as in candy, S-W-E-E-T, sweetprocess.com. That's where you can go on there and check out Sweet Process. One of the things we do is we give you a 14-day free trial no credit card required so that you can at least, you know, try out and evaluate the service and see that, you know, evaluate the tool and make sure that it's a, a good fit for you. And if you like it, then you can go ahead and sign up and become a paying user. Also, we have a blog, sweetprocess.com forward slash blog, where we, you know, post information about, you know, how to systematize your business and, you know, help you get more productive. So you can, you know, check out the articles we have there as well. Well, we definitely like that. So uh, everyone definitely check that out and try to get your free trial and start documenting some processes so you can be more efficient and do less. So, Owen, thank you so much for your time, and uh, good luck uh, making people more efficient. That's what we love. Thank you very much for having me, Ari. I really appreciate it.